for those who don't know, Bill has come out and said he's he's absolutely not going to go watch Top Gun because he doesn't like America and he doesn't like joy. <laughs> and so... <laughs> end of our special theme song thank you to jason noakes for the episode 100 promo from theme song the extended dance mix uh you know welcome back to the show that never seems to end i'm one of your hosts bill petrie with me as always the centurion of the century Mm. mark the one and only kirby hossman kirby how the hell are you I'm doing well, man. Obviously, uh, recording from a little different location this week. I am in the home office because we're recording this a little deeper in the night. And uh, so I'm doing pretty well, buddy. How about you? I'm, I'm doing great. Uh, this is a deep night version of Promo Front. You're having a beer. I am having the brand new Jack Daniels Bonded nice. uh, 100 Proof uh, Edition. Seemed appropriate. So I'm going to pour that and uh, sip on that while we're podcasting. Uh, that makes me happy. Broadcasting with you makes me happy. But you know what else makes me happy, Kirby? What's that, Bill? Oh, recording episode 100 of the Promo Front podcast. But besides that, oh, yeah, in addition, there's one more thing that really makes me happy. And that's the fact that this episode is sponsored by the great people at Blue Generation. Mm. And I want to touch on that for just a second. You know, we, we all realize that they are known for their fashion forward styles, their cuts and colors, and that makes them the true apparel intersection of retail and promo. But equally important, Kirby, and I'm glad to tell you this, are the fabulous people who create those solutions for distributors on a daily basis. Because as you know, Kirby, more than anything, this industry is built on building relationships based on uh, building a relationships and it's based on quality price delivery and trust, but it's really that trust. And there's yeah. no more trustworthy people than our good pals over at blue generation. I'm going to name a few. Okay. Some of the people behind the scenes, you've got Phil Rubin, who's a CEO. You've mm-hmm. got Eric Rubin, who's the present third generation owner. I love that stability Kirby. Yeah, wow. Steve Bogart, Stia, the senior vice president of operations and finance, Terry O'Brien, the senior vice president of sales, Michael Reesbaum, We all know mm-hmm. Michael VP yep. of sales of national accounts, David Zipes, the senior vice president of production and strategic planning, Denise Robinson, customer service manager, Miguel Arias, the warehouse manager, and Stacy Pierce, the graphic designer. Kirby, these are just a few of the fabulous people that truly make Blue Generation the amazing company it is. And I know you're a big fan of Blue Generation and the people that work there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you talked about it. The the people of our industry are the backbone of our industry. I, it, I, I'm sure that other industries say it, but I just can't imagine that... It, in our industry, the business follows the people so often. And when you know an organization like Blue Generation puts together a group of people like that, it, it, it's going to not only help their business, but it's going to help the people who they do business with. And so it's, it's a really, really cool thing to be a part of. 
Uh, Kirby, I, I really couldn't agree more. And when you're looking for an amazing clothing company with equally amazing people, there's really no point in looking any further than Blue Generation, where they're at down at the apparel of uh, the intersection of retail and promo. Even more, since they don't manufacture in China, Blue Generation isn't really impacted by many of the supply chain issues that so many are experiencing in huge. our industry. So huge. So visit them over at bluegeneration.com and let them know that your old pals, Bill and Kirby, <laughs> sent you. Love it. All right, Kirby. So here we are, episode 100 of the Promo Upfront podcast. I cannot believe we've done 100 of these, yeah. although I can. Um, it's, uh, before we get started, I want to thank you for, for putting up with my foolishness for 100 episodes. I appreciate it. It's always the you, highlight buddy. of my week. Yeah, it totally is, buddy. We, we joke about it, I think, when we promote it, um, but it is... Uh, you know, whenever we record this and we bounce around a little, but it is a thing I look forward to. It tends to lift me up. And then, um, and of course, promoting it and getting the engagement with the people who listen is just, it it just makes the week. And and we're so happy that both our listeners are probably listening. So it's so great to have both of you here. hundred percent. Go ahead. You know, we had a whole bunch of special things planned. We're throwing them out the window. Okay. Maybe there's a few things planned, but you're going to have to listen to the whole thing. That's, that's right. We're, this is a deep night version. So you never know how the wheels are going to shoot right off of this thing <laughs> as we go. Kirby, let's talk about beer flavored charcoal to begin with. Mm, yes. um, I was, I bet you knew I was going to bring this up. You're, you're a big Miller Lite guy. Yeah. Um, I prefer uh, Poland spring water when I'm having water or Dasani. <laughs> you like Miller Lite. Anyway, we all know that cooking in charcoal, cooking with charcoal always infuses whatever you're cooking with, with a little more flavor, right? Yep. Always does. Um, so now there is the first Miller Lite charcoal. So they basically start with Miller Lite, they reduce it to a concentrate, and then they coat the charcoal in it. Well, I don't know who their partner is. There's no, there's no named partner. They coat yeah. charcoal in it. And they say, when burned, this special charcoal releases the taste of Miller Lite, wrapping whatever you're grilling in a smoky beer blanket suitable for summer. Kirby, mm. good idea or dumb idea? Oh, I think it's genius. I actually, uh, I think I saw that they sold out really quickly as well, um, which was no surprise to me. Again, we talk a lot about those ideas where they, they're they they're marrying a couple of different things together. And the idea mm. of doing a charcoal, a, a beer-laced charcoal brand is just I mean, that's a no brainer, right? Like, because again, what do you, what do you have? And you're having burgers and hot dogs on the grill. You want a nice cold beverage. I actually, I, I actually thought I did see this one. Um, so many times you bring these up and I, I hadn't seen them, but I saw yeah. this one. I, th- I think this one's genius. It, it is a great, I, I think a, one of the genius things we always talk about with these type of, of products is they intentionally create supply demand issues, right? They, they may have only produced a hundred bags of this charcoal. Yeah, I have that's no right. idea but they, they intentionally do it. So they're sold out within quite literally two to three minutes of them being in stock on the website. So that right. is a purposeful, intentional thing where I think they miss the boat a little bit. And, and, and this is all serious. In all seriousness, I think it would be better if they actually co-branded with somebody like Kingsford, mm. for example, yeah. to give it a little bit of credibility because again, as a guy who cooks a lot, your oh, charcoal quality may vary from, from brand to brand. So I wish they would have done that, but it got me thinking, Kirby. Okay. I know you love it when it's say it got yeah, me thinking. Yeah, yeah, right. I, I think there, there's, just, there's some other mashups I'd like to see in okay. terms of, you know, it's summer. These things made me think of summer. So other ones I'd like to see, I'd like your opinion on them, please. Okay. 
like I said, Kingsford and Jack Daniels. I mean, mm. this has to happen, right? <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, I, li- I like that. That would, and again, All I'm right. not as big a whiskey guy as you are, but right. that one feels right. All right. Goldfish, you know, I've been on the hunt and recently I've enjoyed the Old Bay flavored goldfish. Goldfish and Jack Daniels. This has to happen, Kirby. <laughs> I'm sensing a theme. Uh, sure. Yeah, goldfish and Jack Daniels. Huh? Whatever. I mean, um, what better snack while you're grilling up a burger or whatever that? All right, Kirby. Yeah. A1 steak sauce in Jack, Jack Daniels. Daniels. This has to happen, Kirby. <laughs> well, I, I I do now understand the rules of the game. Uh, sure. I, let's, right. let's, let's put those together. Shared platform. Love it. All right. Pringles and Jack Daniels, Kirby. <laughs> this has to happen. Yeah. I, I, I think that essentially our summer is being brought to us by Weight Watchers. Um, that's, uh, that's, a, <laughs> that's a lot of calories we're intaking. Here. Okay. All right. The last one, and I actually would like to see this, Tabasco sauce and Jack Daniels. A little bit of that hint whiskey flavor with, mm-hmm. a, with a pepper sauce. I love that mashup, Kirby. Okay. I like the first one and I like the last one. The, the other ones are just shit you like. I, I, I have about 77 more, but I'm going to spare you and both our listeners the cool. pain of having to listen through that. So Kirby, thank you for indulging me on that first topic. Beer charcoal, Kirby, you got another topic for us? I do. And I, I, I this is a topic I was going to bring up at some point, but because you brought up the Miller Lite, I want to bring up Michelob Ultra. So I don't know if you saw this, but at the PGA Championship, uh, there was a shot that was taken, a picture that was taken, and I'll send it to you. Maybe we can mm-hmm. post it on social media of mm-hmm. Tiger Woods teeing off or hitting out. I'm not sure where he was hitting, but literally this picture, it's so great. Every right. single person is mm-hmm. filming with their camera. Yep. Like it's Tiger and every other person except one dude named Mark. And right. Mark is Mark. just <laughs> standing there with his... Yep. Uh, Michelob Ultra can right here. Yeah. Like perfect product placement like this watching. And it was, I mean, people sort of caught on to it right away and they thought it was really funny and how, you you know, living in the moment. Well, kudos to Mick Ultra. I mean, to the point where I almost bought Mick Ultra to drink tonight, just to, to showcase it, to reward this behavior. But they essentially went immediately took this, went to social media um, and, you know, made a big deal about, you know, how you need to mm-hmm. live in the moment and the joy is living in the mo- moment. Take it from a Mick Ultra guy. And they showed this and then they actually created, um, they created a actual ad around it where there's video and they blur Tiger out and they just show Mark. And then yeah. the best part is they created merch. There's t-shirts and hats with this guy mm-hmm. just holding this live in the moment. I thought it was the coolest thing I've seen in quite some time. Amazing to me that he's the only one that wasn't yeah. videoing it. I mean, I right. get it to a degree, but damn, watch, the, right. <laughs> watch things that are happening right. in front of you. And so I actually right. thought not only did I like, you know, the quick reaction from marketing, I, I actually kind of liked the message too. So I don't know if you saw it mm-hmm. and what you thought. I, I did see it. And to me, that really is, so I, I hate saying the future of, something, right? That's always a a dangerous thing to say. But I think one of the future branches of marketing is that immediate capitalization on a moment. Um, Like you said, Michelob Ultra was very smart 
in clinging on to that immediately. It's something I know we all, especially us of a certain age, complain about. It's like, you're busy documenting life instead of living it, right? right. So now Mark is, is a genuine example of that. And he just happened to be holding his beer. The product and, and placement that, was you know, amazing. It was. <laughs> and, you know, Mick Ultra happens to be kind of that beer most people associate with people playing golf these days, right? Because it's a, it's an easy drinker. It, it is, it is very low ABV and, and that's okay. Not a criticism, yeah. but it's something you can drink over the course of four or five hours, <laughs> not get really yeah, the way I want to feel tonight. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, the fact that they clung on to it, created merch and did that, you know, within a six or seven day period is amazing. And it reminds me of, of some of the things uh, I've seen and, and we've tried to do here. I know you've tried to do, you, you find a moment and when you can capitalize on that moment, you know, it's not going to last long. It's like striking yeah. a match, right? Yeah, that's there's right. that moment. There's a moment of ignition the match burns down. It doesn't last long. And then the flame goes out. Look in a year, none of us will remember Mark. None of us will probably remember the campaign, except, but in the moment, except for the merch, uh, except which for the is, merch, and which that's is what why, I was going to get to. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean yep. to interrupt you. No, 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 no. Same brain. It's all good. You're right. That's why promotional products and branded merchandise is so critically important it documents these moments in time right that otherwise would be lost because we have the attention span of a goldfish right. or less than a goldfish as studies yeah. would tell you so no 100 percent. if one for the merchandise we wouldn't remember any of this yeah, within fact, a week <laughs> unless yeah unless we see the merchandise we won't remember it but when we see that merchandise in a in 12 months 18 months for those in the know yeah. And that's kind of the other part of it too. You, you're an exclusive little club because yeah. you were in the know. Right. For those in the know, you're immediately brought back to that moment and Mark's standing there while 75 other people are <laughs> watching Tiger hit a tee shot. No, I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was fantastic. Um, could, couldn't agree with you more. I love that. Yeah, but tying in the branded merchandise. But really, I mean, it was really cool in the moment marketing, but tying in the branded merchandise gives it some legs. And so I just thought that was awesome. So. Right. All right, Kirby... Yeah, you like burrito. Oh, you know what? You know what it's time for? I forgot. Okay. It's time to amp up this podcast. It is <laughs> okay. time to amp up this podcast. That's with right. our next topic. And it's brought to you by our good pal over at Promo Pulse, Jason Noakes. It's already June, so there's no time like the present to consistently amplify your sales through stunningly beautiful outbound marketing from Promo Pulse. This is the perfect thing to do if you're not doing any marketing. Head over to promopulse.io slash amp. Learn how you can set up your marketing and forget it in only five minutes. You can set it, forget it, and it goes. But you know what doesn't go? Unless I talk about it, that's our next topic, Kirby. Okay. And I have a question for you. Okay. You go to Mexico often. You vacation with your bride there. I know it's your chosen destination for, for a vacation. Yep. Do you like the burrito? Yeah, I like me a burrito every now and then. Have you ever had an issue of a burrito kind of crumbling in your hands and stuff getting everywhere because it wasn't rolled properly? Usually doesn't take me that long to eat a burrito, but I've heard that that can be a challenge. It can be a challenge. Well, <laughs> it's a challenge no more thanks to four seniors at Johns Hopkins University who have developed edible tape for burritos. I'm sure you've seen this. I see I you nodding it's your cool. head, yeah. which means you did. So it's called Tasty Tape. Um, the 
idea behind it, people don't know how to roll burritos, burritos very well. And so you end up with a, a Mexican mess in your lap who doesn't, and nobody wants that, I can assure you. <laughs> but they had three criteria for developing Tasty Tape. It had to be clear and colorless. That's okay. number one. Had to have no taste. That would be number B. And letter C, it had to have no noticeable texture. And it's also gluten-free and suitable for vegans. So I thought it was an interesting thing. I've never looked at... <laughs> I've never really looked at burrito rolling and the lack of talent in that arena as a real issue in our country, uh, but apparently it is. So these seniors have developed this. Um, I, I need to ask you if if you're if you're Chipotle, which to me is probably the largest chain in the United States that makes burritos, would you try to secure their patent on this so you owned it, and nobody else did? Or do you mm. think this is just silliness? And while you do that, I'm going to pour a little more Jack Daniels, which I'd like to see a mashup with many of my favorites. Yeah, that's right. Uh, with tape. You'd like Jack Daniels and edible tape. Um, I would not. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's interesting and kind of silly. Um, that being said, if I could own it and I'm a Chipotle or a Taco Bell or something like that, then I think it would be interesting. And in, in that the case, then I'm figuring out how to brand it right? Like same concept. It's needed, it needs to be uh, tasteless and vegan and all that stuff. And that would be a challenge, I suppose, with, uh, with the inks and whatnot. But yeah, sure. if it could be a competitive differentiator, then sure. If everybody's got one, then I think it's, again, I think it's a short-term thing. Kudos to these guys for creating it. I think I don't want to shit on it. Um, but I saw, I was like, oh, that's cute. Kind of stupid, but good. For yeah. Me. So I'm all for, and I think you are too, as marketers, as, as creators, I'm all for solving problems that people don't realize exist. I mean, that's how you sell merchandise a lot of right. times, right? You, you can sell, solve a problem that people didn't either know how to address or they right. didn't realize existed. This is not a problem, folks. <laughs> it's very easy to go on YouTube and learn how to roll a burrito. It's not that hard. Um, so I love, I love the initiative. I love, yep. the, I love how they, they created it. They went through apparently 50 iterations of this. Um, and I love the fact that they did it, but man, I don't see this as a differentiator at all, yeah. but I do, I do think someone would be smart to go ahead and say, we're the only ones who have tasty tape and give those kids a bit of money. So hopefully the next solution they have really does solve a problem, but I yeah. don't see this as a problem solution. All right, okay. Kirby. Love it. That, that man, that, I don't know about you, that amped up this podcast. It Do did. you have another topic for us? I might. I might have a couple more. So, um, okay. Right. This is, yeah, one. we might go long because yeah. we're having fun. Yeah. Normally so, we don't have fun. Tonight we're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the drinking. Um, so I think, you know, this is a conversation I've been having a lot. And I was like, oh, this is, this might be an interesting topic for the, for the podcast. So, when it comes to graphics and graphic design within the industry, mm -hmm. um, the Adobe suite of products, not only from a, you know, illustrator, um, InDesign, Photoshop, mm -hmm. those have sort of been, you know, industry standard for most industries, you know, the, the creative sure. side. Right. Um, and I think that people who wanted to play in that space needed to become maybe not experts, but at least proficient mm -hmm. in those right. platforms. And Though I can play there and I can, I know how to work in those. I'm not an expert. And I think often they're pretty cumbersome. Mm -hmm. And along comes Canva. Mm -hmm. And I am 
I think I know your answer on this, but I really am fascinated with the way Canva is their business model and the way that I think I feel as though they are changing the game and democratizing design a little bit in a good way. Obviously, there's people who do crappy work on any platform, mm-hmm. but I really am seeing that platform take on it uh, being being a real game changer uh, for our industry and for the design world. I wondered to see what you thought. I, I love the term you used, Kirby, democratizing design. So many times, you know, someone has an idea, but they don't have the technical proficiency to execute it. Right. And what Canva allows people to do is do exactly that. I look back on, you know, it reminds me of Wix. Mm-hmm. Okay? Wix yeah. is the website platform Brand of Eight is built on. I'd like to think no one can really tell that it's Wix. It is definitely built by very smart people for very dumb people like me who mm-hmm. can build a website, but it's what you see is what you get and you can resize things. Canva is no different. I too find Illustrator and Photoshop extraordinarily cumbersome because they're so robust. Mm-hmm. And while there are limitations to a program like Canva, for very quick and easy things, it is, it's a, again, like you said, it democratizes. Now there's a lot of people in the graphic design world that demonize Canva. And here's what I would say. It still has to come from the brain of a creative person, just because there's an easier tool. Okay. That maybe it's, it's what you see is what you get. It does not diminish the origin of that work, which is from someone's brain. Yeah. So I you know obviously we use a lot of different things here at Brand of It. Canva is one of them. We use a lot of other things as well, Illustrator and, and things like that. And mm-hmm. you know, we make PSD files and all that. But increasingly it's easier to use Canva. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. I think I think it's really a good thing. Yeah. And it's uh, it's a very interesting world we live in we are definitely in a world of transition and again i love the phrase used the democratizing of blank i think it's great i don't have an issue with it at all a lot of people do yeah well but i think again i think that's because that's what they're tied to and boy what i've found over the last year of my life is that change pisses everyone off um that that, you know especially if you're comfortable many times yeah with the with the old way and that's fine i and the reality of it is if somebody doesn't understand the design principles and doesn't have an eye for it that you're still you're going to create junk it's still going to suck yeah which it would have in powerpoint it would have in you know the layout it matters but I think that one of the pieces I'd love to see Canva make is 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 essentially making it taking it to, to the next level, which it it continues to evolve. Is just make it easier to create vector files and some of those things, and it it it's right. it's come a long it's way already. There. Yeah, but I, that's the next there. step. And I'm telling you, it I find it all of a sudden where I always used to say that a, a designer is different than a computer guy who knows Photoshop. And that's still true. But there are plenty of people who, and I think you're one of them, who would be like, oh, they have an eye for design, but they didn't know where every single button was on Photoshop or Illustrator or whatever. Whereas it's just easier to execute in Canva. And I, from my perspective, I think that's a good thing. Well, and the thing I think we need to remember, Kirby, is 
you know, Photoshop and Illustrator seem very cumbersome. The first time you open up that, there are so many little buttons and what does that mean? What do layers mean? All these things that just don't make sense. I think to someone who's never done any sort of graphic design, Canva is just as intimidating. There's there's not a lot of guidebooks, of course, you go to YouTube and things like that. So I, I think, but what it does do, like you said, it's what you see is what you get. You don't have to understand theory. You don't have to understand right. the layers, like I mentioned before. Right. So I, I think it's great. Yeah. Um, but again, the key is it comes from someone's brain. Yeah. There are times I'm scrolling through my Facebook feed and I can see that someone just half-assed it on Canva. It's mm -hmm. very easy to see. Totally. And there are other times where I have no clue what they did. Could be Illustrator, could be Canva, could be a hybrid. I have no clue. And that's the thing. You have to look, whatever platform you're using for graphic design, you need to learn it so that you can manipulate it and make it do what you want. You and I have always joked, um, Kirby and I have presented I don't know how many times at the same, you know, mm -hmm. together. together and being the control freak that I am at times, I, I generally create the PowerPoints and mm -hmm. I always joke, but there's truth to it. I'm very good at getting out of a program. All I can give And mm -hmm. PowerPoint is a severe limiting program, but we do some cool things in PowerPoint that I think, mm -hmm. you know, I've learned through time. I think you can do the same things through Canva with, with someone who's studious enough and, you know, wants to really do it. Yep. I love it. Cool. All right, Kirby. Um, I've got another one, but it might get us in trouble. Okay, cool. Well, wait, hang on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, you know what? That's a good idea. We're going to take this. Yeah, dear listener, <laughs> we're going to go ahead and pour a little bit more of our beverage. And we invite you to do the same because I'm not sure anybody can really handle the next topic, to be very honest with you. Well, I'm excited. And that's a Rheingeist beer. For those of you who are not familiar with Rheingeist, great brewery in Cincinnati, Ohio, a nice Ohio beer. And they make some great beers. What is that, Kirby? That is the IPA, I believe. The truth. Yep. Ah, the truth. Well, I'm about to lay some truth on you, Kirby. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't even know how to begin this. But I, and here's the problem. I have it on my notes right here, but I really want to see your reaction. <laughs> so I'm just going to not read the notes right now and just tell you that there is a health company in London that has launched a cereal to stimulate talks about the problem of menstruation. Thank you. You gave me the exact response I wanted. That's right, Kirby. Health brand launches womb-shaped cereal to break the stigma of menstruation. The idea is to kickstart conversations about menstruation in the home. So intimate wellness brand Intimina has created Period Crunch, Kirby. It's a unique... Uh, <laughs> It's a unique uterus-shaped cereal, all right? Each and every raspberry-flavored piece of the cereal is shaped like a uterus in bright red, which dyes the milk a distinctive red Kirby. The box includes conversation prompts in a diagram of the female reproductive system for conversation starters. I'd like to know your thoughts on this, considering we had a few listeners drop off last time we talked about Pantone having a special color for menstruation issues. Kirby, what say you while I sip my beverage? So I think that I, it, I grew up in a house with women. I yep. now have two daughters and a wife that I was the only man in, in our house. 
I think that conversations about menstruation are uncomfortable for some, for the guy in the room and they're really important. They are. Uh, um, And it's really important so that the guys in the room understand some of the challenges. And I will tell you (laughs) with excruciating detail, I've heard all those stories. And I'm really, uh, if I want to be honest, I'm really proud Mm -hmm. that the girls are my daughter's in particular, are incredibly comfortable sharing all of those details with me because I think it's important and I have tried to do it as maturely as my 12-year-old brain will allow me to do. Now, having said all that, this seems like a terrible idea. So your solution to making this a better conversation is to have me eat a uterus at breakfast. So it wasn't my solution. I want to be clear. I was consulting. No, you, I was not you, consulting. You hear what I'm saying. Like I, I the idea of, of having these conversations is great. I think it's important. Yeah. I, I, this, this is I, a weird I, way to address it to I, me. To me. I, I, I agree too. And and being a, a sensitive here, I, I, I've had conversations with uh, women in my family. I have a lot of women in my family who have very um, uh, troublesome menstruation issues. And it is a free topic. And you're like a free topic in terms of discussion. And like you said, it's not the most comfortable topic to discuss, but I don't understand it because I'm not a woman. I don't have a uterus. I don't know what that feels like any more than a woman knows what it's like to get kicked in the groin for a man. It's, it's, a, it's an experience, unless you've had it, you don't know it. You can sympathize and you can try to empathize, but we do the best we can. So I think those conversations are important, but I think this is the wrong way to go about it because what you're doing is doing every single thing you can to intentionally shock people Right. to have conversations like we're having right now. The fact that they have a ridiculously red dyed uterus shaped puff of rice or corn or whatever it is that turns the milk a distinctive red. And I think we all know what that means. I'm not going to get any further than that. That's just weird to me. And it, and, and I've said this before, when we had this conversation, I'll say it again, it would be just as weird Kirby is if someone from the national, you know, the American cancer society or the American cancer association came out with, you know, chocolate prostate, flakes to talk about the scourge of prostate cancer and 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 i'm not trying to diminish anything people women who have menstruation challenges go through but one one is extreme in many times extreme debilitating discomfort versus death and i i just and and so i i struggle with it i i i don't understand the approach i understand the plight as much as i can but Man, that seems like a really hardcore way to do it. <laughs> Lots of ways to start a conversation. I feel like maybe some branded merchandise might be a, yeah. a better solution. But the idea of having me um, eat that over breakfast is that's that's a weird way to go. That, that's just well, that's, that would be my take. No, when we're done here, the kids and I are going to play some uterus hacky sack out in the backyard. <laughs> All right, Kirby, do you have another topic, or should we just go to a party in the back? Because I do have a party in the back. Let's then let's do that. That's that's that'll be better All than right. any topic I have. Okay. All right, Kirby. So over a two-year period, we have recorded 100 Promo Upfront podcasts, right? Okay. We record every week. And I mean, it's one of those things, 
um, before the Promo Upfront podcast, for those of you who don't know, Kirby and I did a podcast for six years. So we had over about 300 episodes of a, of a previous podcast, um, uh, not to be named here, but we've done 100 here. And I thought, okay, I'm going to ask you some questions, Kirby. These are either or, these are a would you rather. Hmm. And, and I'm going to set this up. I'm going to ask you over a two-year period, would you rather do one thing or the other? So you have a two-year period to do it. Okay. Just like this podcast. So we're doing it every week for two one. years or whatever. Either every week, you could bank, you could do it all in, in five days if you wanted to. It doesn't matter to me. Okay. okay. I think I understand. Would you rather eat 100 cans of Pringles, your choice, mm. or drink 100 bottles of your favorite beer? Again, oh. your choice. I think I know the answer to That's that That's easy. Question. That's easy. Uh, 100 bottles of beer will be... And again, I like Pringles just fine, but beer is my... I, I like beer better than soda. There are some tough ones in here, by the way. That okay. was kind of like the, okay, you understand the concept one. All right, here okay. we go. Listen to Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction 100 times. Okay. All the way through, or listen to the first Van Halen album 100 times. Uh, all due respect, you're not going to like my answer, but Appetite for Destruction is really my favorite rock album of all time. So, and 100 times really is not that many. So, no, um, I, yeah, that's easy. Believe it or not, I'm not going to fault you for that because this is your toy choice, your dime, your dance floor. And by the way, not... the 100, 100 of, of Van Halen's would be great too, but if, if I'm choosing. Absolutely. All right, Kirby, drive 100 miles and walk back home. So you drive 100 miles in any direction and walk mm. back home. Or you walk 100 miles, get in the car and drive back home. Uh, I think I would probably want to... Yeah, I, I, I actually, this is a split for me. Um, I think I would probably drive first and then walk home. Um, but okay. uh, honestly, it, it, all joking aside, I think that sounds like a really interesting adventure. Doesn't it? I think I think I'd draw, I'd walk first. Yeah, and then just let wherever so, I wander. Here, here's my pushback: is that yeah. so you walk or it, like if you, it like I'm I think I'm changing my mind. Is I guess what I'm saying. I think I would drive somewhere first, okay. and get to where I was going, and then get my way back. The reason is after a hundred miles, you are going to be so cramped in that car. To drive back, mm -hmm. you're, it's gonna it, that that trip back's gonna be brutal. So, okay. Final answer: drive first. Then. Fair enough. All right, this is gonna be a tough one for you, Kirby. Live one, live through 100 days over the course of two years. You can split it up any way you want. Live through 100 days of temperatures below zero degrees Fahrenheit without having heat, okay. or live through 100 days of temperatures over 100 degrees Fahrenheit without air conditioning. Easy. I would totally take the 100 degrees Fahrenheit. No problem. Easy. Piece yeah. of cake. 100% wrong on that. 100% Piece of cake. wrong on Literally, that. Literally, it was almost 100 here today. Now, granted, getting in the uh, AC was very nice. But yeah, over the course of two years, easy. I was going to record out on the back 40 this today, but it's a little toasty. Want to know mm -hmm. why? I like air conditioning. Okay, cha-cha. <laughs> All right. All right, Kirby, have me make or smoke 100 meals for you mm, okay. over the course of two years or deliver and create 100 craft cocktails for you of your choosing. So the cocktails can be of your choosing. So 100, 100 meals or 100 cocktails. 
On this one, I'm going to go meals. I feel like that's sort of your, like I'm trying to play into your, what you do really well, the cocktails you're great at, but I feel like you take a lot of joy and a lot of uh, time into creating meals. And you're, you also create things that I wouldn't always eat. And I okay. think that would be a great adventure. All right, Kirby, spend 100, 100 hours in flight delays or $100, 100 hours stuck in traffic. Yeah, I think I'd probably go with 100 flight hours and flight delays because that would mean that I'm going somewhere. Like it's there's a reason I don't live in a city, folks. Like I like doing the traffic thing is I, I have no interest in it. And so yeah. my the way that I would justify that is 100 hours means, you know, that I would be going someplace really cool and that I'd have to be patient, which I wouldn't be good at, but I, it would be better because the destination. I, in my mind, I'd be going to Columbus or Chicago and it'd just be a pain in the right. ass sitting there. So J joking aside, traffic in Coshocton means you've hit both stoplights on the way to work. And I'm not trying to be flippant or funny, yeah. but I mean, that's what it means. So I get that. I actually agree with you. Um, it means that if you're in an airport and you have a flight delay, there are restaurants or things to do. Yeah, totally. You're not, you're not, you're not, you're frustrated, but you're not doing anything. So you can choose some joy. So I yep. love that answer. All right, Kirby, spend $100 on Top Gun Maverick tickets and popcorn mm. or $100 on records for your new record player. Can I select both? Uh, so, nope. okay, then I am going to select Top Gun just because. You seem so anti-Top Gun, and it's so weird to me. You've you've picked some strange ass thing to draw a line in, and so I'm gonna say screw that line. That's stupid. If we were not recording this podcast, literally, yeah. I was planning to go to the movies tonight to watch it. So I'll probably go oh. tomorrow night. Uh, you are, as as I think somebody must have said in the comments. So for those who don't know, Bill has come out and said he's he's absolutely not going to go watch Top Gun because he doesn't like America and he doesn't like joy. And so uh, and, this is and, not a political ad. This, this is, is not a political ad, sir. This is he just a like weird... America or children or schools. It's just a weird place to draw a line in the sand to me. I mean, it's fine, but because of that, I want to see Top Gun. All right. Let me explain the whole Top Gun thing. It's, 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 I, I bet it's a good movie. I bet it's entertaining. I bet it's fun, but it, it's one of these things that very quickly catches on fire and takes on a life of its own. So in my mind, I start building up expectations. Okay. So don't do that. The last time I went to the movies was Batman and it was, we talked about that maybe four or five episodes ago, how stupid expensive it was. And I was like, I'll just wait the 45 days till it's streaming. It's better. It's cheaper. Da, 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 da. I'll do the same thing for Top Gun. I'll see it. I want to see it. I just do not want to see it now. And I don't want to rush to the theater. And at this point, it's not going to live up to my expectations anyway. It's going to disappoint me greatly. So reset your expectations. You have that choice. No, I don't want to. <laughs> All hey, right, Kirby. You know what? If you fight for your limitations, you get to keep them. I just want to fight for my right to party. All right, Kirby. <laughs> Vacation in Mexico with your bride for 100 days. Uh, yes, the end. <laughs> or spend 100 days learning from Gary V. My bride, for sure. Every day, all day. I love Gary, but come on. Like, uh, like 100 days in Mexico with my bride? That's the easiest question on here. Frankly, I want to spend 100 days in Mexico with your bride too. So <laughs> it's all good. Fun. All right. All right. This, this is a tough one, Kirby. Okay. This is a tough one. 
thoughtfully respond to 100 posts on the promotional products professionals Facebook page complaining about suppliers. Okay. Or record another 100 episodes of the Promo Front podcast. <laughs> uh, no, for sure. Uh, and honestly, you are a better, you're much better at thoughtfully responding to the promotional products professionals page. I, I'm much more likely to just scroll on and, and ignore the stupidity of some of the dumb shit that happens there um, because. I, I can get sucked in and then I break rule number two of Kirby Hospin's rules of life. I, I, I never know the argue Kirby with an idiot yet. Um, and so I, I would, yeah, I would definitely lean toward doing a couple more podcasts with you, buddy. You know, lean toward doing another hundred podcasts, not exactly the vote of confidence I was looking for, but we're going to go ahead and accept it. Last one, Kirby. Okay. Eat 100 bowls of period crunch or 100 <laughs> bowls of chocolate prostate flakes. <laughs> Uh, you know, I'll probably go. What was the flavor of the period crunch? Did they raspberry? Okay, then I'll, I'll go with that. I'll go with that. Oh, I, I'm not eating right. chocolate for breakfast. That's weird. All right. Well, <laughs> most people, most people, as we know, don't eat chocolate for breakfast. I'm sure the good people of Blue Generation don't eat chocolate for breakfast because, frankly, that's not a breakfast food. But you know what they do, Kirby? They live at the intersection, of the apparel intersection of retail and promo, and they are thoughtful. They care. People still buy from people and brands they know, like, and trust. And the people behind Blue Generation, we mentioned them earlier. I'm going to run down them real quick. Phil Rubin, Eric Rubin, Steve Bogart, Terry O'Brien, Michael Reesbound, David Zipes, Denise Robinson, Miguel Arias, and Stacey Pierce, and a bunch of other people, a yeah. host of other people. They thoughtfully fulfill those orders. They get them to your clients. They are such great partners. Yeah. And again, we don't highlight the people in our industry enough. And I'm glad we had an opportunity to do that today. So you want to work with great people who, who are at Blue Generation and gosh, darn it, why wouldn't you head over to bluegeneration.com. You're not going to be sorry you did. Kirby, I don't know if we're going to do a hundred more. I guess <laughs> time will tell um, with your tepid response there. So <laughs> hundreds but, a long time. I could die tomorrow. <laughs> hey, I could die right now. But for now, cheers to you, Kirby. Thank you for the time you spend and we do this. Cheers to you. Cheers to both our listeners. And thank you for listening to episode 100 of the Promo Fun Podcast. We might even return next week for episode 101.